Welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello. It's New Year. Oh my gosh, we made it. 2021. 2021, man. 2021. I can't even, I can't even believe that. It seems like an impossible year. (laughs) Well, we did it. We made it, and uh, hopefully 2021 brings us some closure on a lot of 2020 <laughs> stuff i don't know right <laughs> but yeah um i mean it's it's a new year it's episode 450 of the gamers in we have been doing this show now for nine years or more like yeah this is this is just nuts i mean i i don't know i guess we started right at the kind of like the tail end of 20 i guess it's been 10 no nine nine years 10 years, nine years. It'll be 10 years at the end of 2021. I can do math. So yeah, we started uh, right at the end of 2011. And, you know, we've missed a couple episodes over the course of all of those years. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a milestone. We didn't really like talk about if we were going to do anything. (laughs) No, I think 500. That's a milestone. We can kind of do some, you know, looking back. But 450, nine yeah, years. 450, psh, who yeah. cares? If we we'll know talk we're about gonna, it when it's a decade. <laughs> we know we're going to make it to 500, then like, why waste energy doing something yeah, special exactly. for 450? Exactly. <laughs> do what we do best, which is uh, <laughs> like chat video games and um, yeah, I don't know. But we are going to do something special for 2021 because we're going to talk about everything that's coming out this year that we're super excited about. Uh, We're going to do that a little bit later on. But before we get to that, Ryan, what did you get up to over the holidays? Well, I uh, played a bunch of video games over the holidays. And one of those was uh, I got a I got a switch card, a a little gift card, eShop card. And uh, I put it towards Hades, which was a game that I promised I would buy on Switch again once they had the cloud sync in. And then there was a sale. So I was like, okay, I have to pick this up now. And it is time. <laughs> yeah, it is time. Now, I mean, I got we got some feedback. I got some feedback on our game of the year episode um, about the fact that we did not mention Hades in, in a in a way that like, oh, I'm surprised it didn't come up because everyone's talking about Hades when it comes to 2020. And I think Hades fell in for me fell into this weird camp of like I played it. I feel like I feel like I played it outside of 2020 because it was out in early access. Uh, I remember picking it up on PC when it was exclusive to the uh, Epic Store. It was in their first uh, mega sale, and I picked it up. And uh, I played a little bit there, and I think I did play a little bit of it when it came out, when it actually fully released in September, but I never really latched onto it. Like, I enjoyed it. I was having a great time, but it was on PC, and um, I'm not really playing a lot of uh, long, you know, long-term games on the PC, but I was doing a lot of runs in Hades, and for those wondering, yes, I shouldn't really have to explain it because everyone's been talking about it, but Hades is a, a rogue-like, hope I got that right, and mm-hmm. um, you control, you are Zagreus, and you are trying to escape the realm of the dead. Uh, your father is not too happy, Hades. He's not. He's never happy, really. Um, uh, even when you give him a gift, he's like, oh, "Don't, don't do that." Um, he's not really happy <laughs> at all. This is literally his line: "Don't do that." Uh, and it's all like a bunch of uh, Greek gods. Your, you know, your, uh, your family up on Olympus are trying to help you. So as you're, you know, going through the realms of the dead, you're finding these boons uh, that give you more power and stuff. And there's this, there's a bunch of progression as you go, and it's like a good roguelike. It's all sort of incremental, and. What I've seen in uh, a really good roguelike is when you have incremental power increase in your run as you're moving forward and and trying to escape the realm of the dead. Uh, But you're also, you know, using your how far you make it and how many resources you collect to make you more powerful, you know, permanently. Because the big thing about roguelike is that when you die, you lose everything. You have to start over and try Mm -hmm. again. Uh, But in Hades and other games like it, when you die, you are collecting... um, I think that it's like darkness or something and you're collecting that to uh, modestly boost your sort of your skills and abilities through the uh, the mirror of of fate I think it is everything's got like a name related to to Greek mythology but um, you know I, I can't really remember it all now but I have been playing a ton of it to the point where as soon as I got the cloud sync onto the switch 
I uh, I've been playing it all Christmas break, and I ended up finishing. I ended up defeating uh, Hades, and um, and and you know, quote unquote, beat the game. But when you beat the game the first time, it's like it, there's some story stuff there. I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, the whole story stuff is like you're trying to escape, and there is a reason you're trying to escape, and related to that, you're uh, y- when you escape, you're like, oh no, this is not over yet, but. It is an ability for you to leave the game if you wanted to put it down and be like, I've played enough of this. But uh, personally, from a story perspective, I'm happy to to keep keep going through uh, with the game. But yeah, I've been really enjoying it. It plays great on Switch. I've been playing a lot of it handheld uh, as well as on the TV. And yeah, I'm just really, really digging the the sort of couch gameplay of games these days. Like all three of these games... Uh, that I'm gonna talk like touch on, I guess today are all all console games. Even though they could easily be played on PC, and some might even be better on PC. I mean, Hades does you know it doesn't run at the same clip that it does on PC. It's a little slower, like it gets a little framey sometimes on the Switch. But honestly, it's still a great experience. And and I even though I finished it and I've tried to beat it a couple more times, I'm still like yeah, I'm I'm still in. I still wanna wanna keep trying to beat Hades, but. Uh, yeah, he's I've heard a lot of, of people say that is that it's um it's a really good experience and they do want to keep going back in. I know like the reason we didn't talk about it in game of the year is like it's not my jam. I know it's not my jam. I'm not a fan of roguelikes in general. So I'm yeah, like I knew I wasn't really going to like it. So yeah, that's why it wasn't on my list. It's not because it's not a great game, but that's the whole point of game of the year. Right. Is our choices not everybody's choices i guess (laughs) so yeah no i I knew i wasn't really gonna like it but i have heard um people who like it like it a lot (laughs) yeah and i'm really really enjoying it and i i think like if i had done sort of the run i did over christmas like maybe closer to launch or whatever i think it would have been uh it would have made the list like it is a great game but i think that now that it's out and I'm playing it, like it could easily be a game that that sticks with me through 2021 and and makes it. But but again, like it's important to know, like it, it has been a fantastic time playing the game. And just because it doesn't get mentioned on the top five doesn't necessarily mean like it's not worthy of uh, of being played in terms of um, my sort of personal choices. But I think like I was a little a little worried about how it would run on the Switch, uh, but it it seems to be a really solid. Uh, solid port and and um it's not on the other consoles yet it's not on xbox or playstation it's just pc and nintendo switch but it the cloud sync works really really well i just had to log in with my epic account on the switch and uh it it brought that save in and it continues to sync and it works really well like i know it took them a little bit longer to add it than what than what was originally sort of expected but um, the ability to jump back and forth between your console and your PC is, I really hope more developers do it because it is, it is such a, is such a fantastic feature to be able to jump back and forth. I mean, I have to buy the game twice, so it only, it only benefits them really, right? Like, it's not like I'm getting the game for free on other platforms. I've, I've now bought it twice, but I have no problem <laughs> purchasing You this give game. them so much money that they're like, okay, I guess we can let you transfer your saves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, that's what it comes down to when you look at any of these experiences. Like if you offer cloud sync, I mean, from a business perspective, um, if you have the, the hardware and, and, and the money, you know, the capital to put, put it in there and, and the workforce, it, it only just encourages your, your, your players to buy the game multiple times so it kind of works uh in the long run and outside of maybe like a subscription side where maybe if the game is on game pass like again if you subscribed it's not on game pass but if you were to subscribe to game pass there are a lot of games that support cloud sync and you're not technically buying the game but you are paying for a premium subscription to to access it so i just yeah and you know, it works, the cloud sync just works so well. And I mean, I haven't synced it back to the, I haven't played on the PC since because I've been enjoying it so much on the Switch. But um, yeah, it is so much fun. And I am just blown away by how much work they've put into the story side of it. Like every time I start a new run or I, you know, I die and I go back into, um, uh, I guess, I don't know, the House of Hades or whatever, and I'm talking to everyone, it's all new dialogue. It's all completely voiced. It's great voice acting. And it's it's crazy. Even when I go in and I'm like 
collecting boons. I've collected like a boon from Zeus this, like countless times, and he's still saying different things. And they're reacting to like other boons that I've collected. Like, oh, I see you've, you know, you you met uh, you met Poseidon. Isn't he a a way? I don't know. I couldn't think of anything funny to say, but there it's all great lines it's all great stuff and and there's so much to this game and i i think i'm gonna keep playing it and and try to see where the story goes i know there's probably like a hard cap as to how much stories are in there because i mean you can always you 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 can never have two you know unlimited story but they've really set up once you finish once you beat hades the first time and you go back in they say like, okay, now that you've done it once, here's a system that allows you to modify your run like 20 to 30 different ways and plus plus, and that gives you more resources to make your weapons stronger so that you can go in and do harder, you know, difficulties. And it's just crazy how much they've packed into the end game here with Hades. So if you're, there's a lot of game here. So if you're worried, this is a small experience, like, yeah, it might take you 30, 20, 20 to 30 hours to beat Hades the first time, but that by no means, you know, that's not the end. It's not the end whatsoever. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a crazy experience. I'm glad I finally picked it up on switch. So I've done it. We've talked, talked about Hades, probably going to st- still keep playing it, but, um, a lot of people have been talking about Hades. So I, I'm sure this is like, Maybe the last time you'll hear about Hades? I don't know. Probably still keep hearing about <laughs> Hades. It's it's still out there. It's still a big deal. So, yeah. Very, very much so. And, I mean, I am with you in terms of really enjoying the, like, just couch gaming experience. I don't know if it was because of, like, the Christmas holidays or or what. Just, like, there was some definite slothing going on. But I also spent a lot of time just in my living room on my couch with the Christmas tree looking all pretty and playing console titles. So I played uh, more Valhalla and man, I I don't really think I've talked about it much since I first spoke about it, but I've stuck with it. It's a really, really fun game. I think the last time we were talking just before the show, I think the last time that I actually talked about Valhalla, I hadn't even hit the like opening credits yet. I hadn't gone to modern times. I didn't even know if that was in the game. And I was like 10 hours in when I finally hit the the actual like opening credits. Like I thought that Viking land was the be all end all of that game. So I was exploring the crap out of it. And then I was like, well, I think there's like hints that that I might like go to like England or something, but I'm not really sure. Like, I think we might just be like dealing with this evil king guy with this help of this guy who seems like he's a nice king, but I'm sure that's going to flip on its head. So, you know, like, and I was really invested in Viking land. And then all of a sudden they're like, we're going to go to England. And I'm like, it's happening. And then it was like splash screen Valhalla. I was like, oh my God, I am not prepared for this. And there's been like so much more evolving since I like left basically the starting zone. <laughs> like I can't, I, I can't believe how much more game there is because I was, I was convinced that like Norway was it. <laughs> no, yeah. So you, you just kept on going like goodbye Norway. Hello, <laughs> more. hello England. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's, it's really, it's interesting. It has a lot of things that remind me of, well, I mean, just any of those games, right? Like Shadow of Mordor is what comes to mind because there's this, like, they have that like nemesis system thing going on. And again, it's been, um, I think the last one that I played, the last Assassin's Creed game that I played, like all the way to the end was Black Flag. Um, most of the other ones since then I've kind of dabbled in, but I haven't really gone deep. I haven't played them through to the end. I, they haven't like grabbed me. But something about Valhalla is just a lot of fun, <laughs> I mm. guess. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm... Uh, so you're playing on the Xbox Series X, right? I am, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the the new console, yeah. Yeah, it's just... Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting for me, like, with, with Valhalla. Um, I have a... I'm kind of torn. Um, and I did miss out on, on sales in the sense that... Um, uh, it was on sale, I think, for Boxing Week. I could have picked it up on Xbox. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, like, over the holidays, usually there's, like, I try to pick up one game, and I know I picked up Hades, but I want to pick up another one game, and uh, as is tradition. So, two. <laughs> yeah, two. No, no, no. Just another one game. That's how I describe it. Right. Okay. Sorry. If sorry. you say one, 
that hopefully that's what they latch onto and not the another. <laughs> um, but anyways, I I was looking at Valhalla and I was thinking like, oh, kind of like Cyberpunk 2077. I know, I'm, I kind of don't know my plans for the next gen console because originally it was like, I want to get an Xbox Series X, you know, and then look at a PS5 once, once the exclusives start coming. And we're going to talk a little bit about those down the road. Um, but then, you know, with Cyberpunk and then with the game, uh, what was it? Uh, what's the all access being a bit of a bit of a not great deal? Um, I kind of moved towards Valhalla being I still want to play it. And I'm thinking now with Valhalla, oh, I'll just subscribe to Uplay Plus and I'll play that and Immortals Rising. But then I ended up picking up Horizon uh, PC over the holidays. And I think that's what I'm going to end up playing on on the PC just to kind of play around in there so so many choices ryan i know so now i'm sitting here i'm like well you play plus will always be there and valhalla will always be a part of it and maybe i can just wait until you know until i have quote-unquote time um so yeah now i'm sitting here and i've got i've got i've got horizon and i think i want to play valhalla i really liked odyssey um i love what i'm hearing about valhalla and i think the setting will will click better with me because i think in odyssey um it was a lot of a lot of the same, like a, uh, it was a lot of uh, similar to uh, similar to Origins. You know, Origins had a lot of desert locations, and I know there was some changing with some oasises and stuff, and some more greenery. But with Greece and a lot of those regions, it was like a lot of you know mountainous ranges and dirt paths and and grassy fields. It, it was, I'm not going to say it was really samey, but it was just like it was all kind of like a similar locale and i'm wondering with valhalla like do they mix it up a little bit in that they they've you know norway is very different from from england like you're back on the water a little bit more similar to odyssey but i guess i'm just wondering like does it feel varied now that you've made it off the first island and you're kind of exploring more of the game um i wouldn't necessarily say it's all that varied i mean it's definitely different than a desert right because you're looking at norway and you're looking at england so I wouldn't say like it's 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 different than what we've maybe seen in Assassin's Creed before. It's very like wintry, but it's still pretty samey. I mean, you're dealing with like fairly small geographic areas, right? So you're not going to have a whole lot of variance in terms of climate. It wouldn't be very realistic i guess if that's the way they like if all of a sudden there was like a desert in the middle of england to be like wait or a rainforest to be like well that doesn't fit <laughs> so i would say like it, it's not necessarily varied in that way but i do really like the aesthetics that they're kind of playing with like there's some like i wouldn't necessarily call them like mountains mountains but there's like some some large hills <laughs> and there's uh there's a lot of like there's some like rolling greenery and like some swampy areas and like yeah i don't know i'm i really i really like it i think it it looks amazing i think the fact that i'm playing on the series x makes a big difference um and then like just the the story in general i'm really enjoying as well so like the mechanics are kind of interesting because like basically it's taking place in England during a point in time where the country is basically like split into all these different areas. And in order to like create a foothold for your people, you have to kind of like befriend all the other leaders in those areas. So you like go and you meet the leaders there and you go on quests for them and stuff like that. And you get to like choose which ones you go to and they all have like difficulty ratings and stuff. And I'm really enjoying that because each zone has like a really different feel to it. Like some of them are more like sneaky things. Like you have to try to like root out the spies. Like some of them are very much like we held this castle and now it's been overtaken by a bad guy and we need to, you know, gather up a rebellion and storm the keep, you know, like so there's it's kind of like both of those and everything in between in terms of what you have to do to try to get these people on your sides like some of them have like failing cities you have to help them figure out how to get more resources like and so there's a little bit of like diplomacy stuff there like I don't know it's really I'm finding it really really interesting and it's varied enough that it's not just like combat 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 that's good yeah no but yeah setting wise though setting wise it's pretty samey 
Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, like, you can't really... It's not like... I'm trying to think of another example that had... like an, It's not like a fantasy game where you're able to say, like, nah, this is the lava world, this is the rainforest world, this is the water world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sort of like a Zelda game, right? It's based in a, in a real location. Um, I think it's just maybe... Maybe I'm more interested in, like, the Valhalla stuff. Like, the locations are more interesting as opposed to 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 greece or egypt i thought i would really enjoy it's, egypt but... it feels it feels a little bit more relatable right because it mm. is very close like climate wise to to where we live so i feel like it, it does it has pieces of home feeling to it which is really interesting to me so yeah and i know that one of the expansions is is basically ireland i think i think i remember reading about that some people were stoked that you're going to be able to go to go to ireland that makes sense they, yeah yeah i mean why not if you're not going to include ireland in the main game you have to pony it up as dlc and then release it sometime around uh, st patrick's day so you know just go full circle but yeah no i'm i'm tempted i'm i really do want to try it i think it's just it comes down to you know time and what platform yeah, I it's play really on. fun but it's a big game yeah i just i'd hate to i'd hate for it to get lost and i think that's where if i am going to do the you play plus route i know i'm not going to finish it in the month that i get it or subscribe but i just want to play enough of it where um to just get a, a a big taste not a small taste but a big taste so i'm excited to i'm excited to check it out but i'm glad it's working really like is it playing well on the series x i know there was some bugs and stuff but um it's an ubisoft open world game to be expected right yeah, basically. I mean, I haven't had any I, I had some issues with the like with the Series X and compatibility with my TV because we have a little bit of a like an older um, 4K TV. So it was like having some like black screen issues and stuff. And it didn't matter. It wasn't just Valhalla. It was like the system talking to my TV. Like I basically had to just play in 1080, which is also fine um, because sometimes like it would go. It was funny because the gameplay part would be fine, but then like it couldn't play the cinematics, which to me, I would expect the opposite, right? Like it couldn't do like streaming Netflix at 4K. It couldn't play the cinematics in games like it was weird, but the gameplay was fine. So I was like, what's going on that you can do 4K gameplay? But then as soon as you try to play a movie, you're like, well, nope, don't understand. Yeah, it was weird. It could be. Well, uh. With the Series X, it shouldn't be, but previous consoles it, or or even PCs, depending on what it is, like it could be the load, the loading in the background that's causing issues with 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 movies and stuff. I don't know. Um, yeah, I I honestly I have no idea what the actual problem was, but changing it to 1080 made it go away. So that's just how I've been playing it, and it still looks awesome. But I'm also not a very picky visual person in general. Like if I can see your pixels, like if you, you have big chunky edges on stuff that looks terrible, I'm going to pick it out. But generally, like I can't really tell the difference between 1080 and 4k. Like I need glasses. <laughs> so Everything's blurry. It looks fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think like, I, I think when it comes to the difference, like the jump from standard definition to HD was a huge deal. The jump from 1080p to 4K, especially with newer smart televisions uh, that are able to take a 1080p signal and boost it. Um, not necessarily, mm-hmm. it's never going to look as good as for true 4K content. But um, I know there's like some magic pixel stuff that like, again, technical terms, don't look that up because it'll... It's not a real thing, but I know that there is uh, technology in these smart TVs that will take a 1080p signal and boost it up Um, like your switch, like the switch that's running on a 4K television. um, It it is taking those those uh, pixels and trying to display them in the best light possible. Right. So a lot of the cross generation games that are being offered on the Series X, similar to Cyberpunk or even uh, Valhalla, have a performance mode. And it sounds like that's what you've done is you've chosen the performance mode, which is going to make it run no, no, faster. I'm, I'm still I'm still doing it normally. I'm oh. still the only thing I changed was I changed it from 4K to 1080. That's like all. in the game or your TV. Uh, no, no, my TV, my TV. Oh. Or like in my Xbox, like system settings, I didn't do anything in the game settings. That is uh... it was, that's what I mean. Like it's a it's a system talking to the TV problem. Oh, Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's not a it's not a it's not like a Valhalla game problem. 
Because even like I say, like it was like Netflix would like didn't like it either. Weird. And like Crave and like all my streaming services. It was just like you can have the audio, but you can't have the video. It was weird. Yeah, there might be some um, like HDMI 2.0 or 2.1 stuff that's going on there that's maybe causing an issue. It sounds like. Yeah, the only thing I could find is there just like, yeah, it's a known issue. Change it to 1080 and it works. And it did. So I was like, OK, that's oh, fine. Really? again, I can't tell the difference. So. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? If it's a known issue, hopefully they'll fix it. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I know this is the other thing, too. Like, I know that when 4K TVs came out, like we were entering an era where it was going to get more complex. Like I remember when I got a 4k TV and 4k boxes, it wasn't as easy as plugging it in. You're good to go. And God forbid you down, you'd add some sort of like sound bar that uses HDMI. It's just, I miss the old days where you could just plug it in and be done with it. Even if it was a 1080p signal, it was just, you plug it in and it works, but now you got to fiddle with settings and make sure it all, you have the right cables. It's like, it's a pain in the butt. And when you have limited time. You sound so old right now, I Ryan. know, but <laughs> seriously, it's not about age. It's about time. Like, if you're going to spend a bunch of time setting up a TV. Ugh, yeah, I know I sound old, but. You sound so old. And that's why I'm not, like, out, out, out to rush to buy, like, a, a new console or whatever. Because I know I'm going to have to sit there and fiddle with settings to make sure it works just so. And uh, maybe that's why I'm kind of moving away from PC games as well, where it's just, like. <laughs> It's just I love too that you're much. just like, screw these new consoles and also screw PC. <laughs> I'm just going to play Nintendo games and that's it. Hey, you know what? Someone in Discord was talking about clearly a faked my uncle from Nintendo, <laughs> like leaflet about like the Switch Pro. Like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> I could go for a Switch Pro. Yeah. I mean, that's what's so great about <laughs> the Nintendo games just work. I mean, but you're right. Like, I know there's a benefit to having PC, and there will definitely be a benefit to having a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X when, when it comes to uh, games and stuff, specific games. But yeah, it's just, I don't need that hassle. Maybe now that the holidays are over, maybe I can handle the hassle. But during the holidays, yeah. I could not imagine setting up a new console. It's like, well, I just need 20 minutes or three hours. I don't know. I don't know. And God forbid you'd have a TV with like, even more settings I, I, this has been old man ryan yeah. rant on the gamer scene yeah. episode 450 he's been at this for nine years now you guys <laughs> yeah well you know what uh yeah that's it that's all i've got basically i think it's just uh yeah i'm glad you're enjoying valhalla i'm glad i'm sorry your tv is not communicating well with your series x maybe they maybe you need to mediate there or something i don't know hopefully they'll figure it out <laughs> yeah i hope they figure it out too but uh is there anything else you want to talk about before we jump into what's coming in 2021 yes before we jump into 2021 there was a game that came out over the holidays i was lucky enough to uh receive a code for it to check out through over the holidays it's super meat boy forever um i don't know have you played the original super meat boy i i, it came I out have ago. you have okay. yeah it was a long time ago yeah it came out over a decade ago and this is the sort of official sequel to super meat boy um they've you know the the developers have kind of made um other games on their own and together i think they're another one they've done is the end is nigh um one of the developers i think it's ed Mc, mcmillan or mcmillan or whatever he's done um uh the the tear shooty one the crying oh binding of isaac the really the creepy tear shooty one well i got there didn't i <laughs> <laughs> um so anyways super meat boy forever is the sequel to the super meat boy it's been long in development i'm playing yes i'm playing on the nintendo switch which uh was my preferred way to play it because i didn't <laughs> did not want to sit because it just works <laughs> and it works it works uh and it is it is more in line with sort of um like the graphic style or, or, or what you would think maybe what you would think a super NES game looks like, but obviously it's been, it's been done up uh, for 2020 and it, it looks really nice. So I think if you, the first one was more like eight bit style graphics, this is the more like prettied up 16 bit version of, of super meat boy. And I don't remember a lot about super meat boy, but I remember being terrible at it, uh, enjoying the first two worlds and then quickly getting my my ass handed to me by that game and not being able to progress much further um whereas i think like some of the some of the you know discussions around super meat boy forever is i i think there is like oh it's not as good as the first one and really you can't there's no way it was ever going to live up to that first one it, it, it had so much behind it but i find that 
Super Meat Boy Forever, the levels, like the standard levels, are are a little easier. Um, and that allows me to finish them, which is nice. Uh, but it's really cool in the way that you are... So you can choose between playing as um, Meat Boy or Bandage Girl. Uh, they're together now. They've, you know... Yay! Because wasn't, wasn't she stolen away in Super Meat Boy? Wasn't that the story <laughs> yeah she was stolen away in in the first one and meat boy was trying to save her and uh dr fetus i think is the bad guy's name uh is back and he's <laughs> obviously <laughs> yeah and he's now stolen um your child nugget which appears to be sort of <laughs> an amalgamation of meat and bandage and uh it sounds horrible but it's actually super adorable and cute so you'll just have to look it up and take my word for it um, but yeah, you are you are on an adventure to try to save Nugget from the clutches of Doctor Fetus, and the levels are really cool. Like I don't remember in the I remember the first one having levels that were fairly um, small. Uh, I don't remember there being checkpoints. Do you remember there being checkpoints in Super Meat Boy? I remember it being frustrating because you had to like get it all done in one go. But uh, Super Meat Boy. Yeah, I remember. Again, I didn't get very far, so it's likely that there was more to it later on. Um, Mm. Because yeah, I had a very similar experience to you, where it's like it was it was satisfying at first because I would do something like forty times, and then finally you'd hit it right, and and you'd be you'd be away to the races, and they were pretty um, short levels. But uh, I don't ever remember it getting much longer. I definitely don't remember checkpoints. I remember very much like beginning to end one shot. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember checkpoints in the first one. And, and maybe maybe I never got far enough for there to be checkpoints. But this one does have checkpoints. So Super, Mo- Super Meat Boy Forever has. So each level is kind of split into, I'd say, fairly um like every sort of little challenge within within this level has a checkpoint before it. So if you're dying, it it feels um fair in a way that you know when you die, you're you're going to I was always ex- was always like, "Oh man, I just did a bunch and I died." But it always put me at a place where I was like, "Oh, I'm cool with this cuz this is the start of a new sort of subsection of little puzzles." And the levels started. It kind of sounds like they've like strung the levels together. Yeah, I think they did, and I think maybe that's where some sort of purists are coming and saying like it's not as easy. And it's like, well, you could just do it in one go. You, you really good gamers, you. Um, <laughs> and but for me, I'm totally stoked that there are checkpoints because I'm dying constantly, and everything's just beat red by the end of it because I've just I've run up against every saw blade and laser beam I can find. Uh, <laughs> And um, as you're oh, right, because you leave all your goo behind when you explode, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, you do. You do leave your goo behind um, show title. But I think that uh, I think so how it works is like you're you're going through these levels, uh, you're auto running. So I couldn't remember the first one had auto running, but you're definitely auto running in this one. Again, it's been so long since I played the first one. So I'll, I'll just keep talking about this new one. So you're auto running through the level. <laughs> And it starts out pretty simple, like the first, you know, world or first few worlds uh, or sorry, first few levels in the first world are very similar to what you remember from Super Meat Boy. You're, you know, um, ducking under saw blades, you're jumping over chasms and using your punch to kind of like move a little bit further or you're using your 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 punch or your dive kick to to take out enemies and that is allowing you to progress across a chasm or to to just get to the next side um but then it starts to switch things up and then where every level they've at they add a new mechanic for you to deal with so i think like some of them are as simple as uh you're gonna you're gonna hit a switch on your way over and that is going to like extend a little a little platform so you can jump across all the way to where I'm I think I'm in like level 5 now or world 5 where we've gotten to the point where there are these like okay you got to punch the magic cube and then the next time you punch you're going to activate a platform that'll just show up but if you activate the platform within these like sort of um grayed out boxes it'll activate all the boxes so you can kind of like jump back and forth so they are constantly adding these little mechanics to mix up the levels so when you finish a level and you get that sense of accomplishment and i was like finally i finished it the next level is completely different like it may look similar but it's got this new mechanic that you're then having to um to deal with 
Mm. And it really keeps those levels fresh. And again, I'm just so stoked that they all have checkpoints because I'm dying constantly as I'm trying to wrap my mind around some new mechanic that to me, once I get my the hang of it, feels fair. Like I'm when I die, it's my fault. It's not the game's fault. Um but when it comes to the boss levels, and I think this is where I'm very different from what I've been hearing online, is that a lot of people are liking the boss levels and kind of, you know, not really feeling the levels. I'm loving the levels. The bosses are very difficult where one, you know, one false move and you got to start the whole boss fight all over again. No checkpoints in the boss levels. And it really is like each boss is um, a mix of platforming and pattern recognition and just beating the ever living snot out of whatever Dr. Fetus has concocted to fight you. And um, some of the early boss levels are a lot of fun, but right now I think I'm stuck on like what feels like the final boss of the game and it's kicking my butt. It is literally like a level all on its own where one false move and you die and you have to start the whole thing over again. And I'm getting a little frustrated uh <laughs> with with this final boss what i think is the final boss like you were i'm yeah i'm not going to spoil it but uh, it feels very final to me and uh, but the other boss levels like i think once you got the pattern down and, and you just avoided dying as best you could it it was a lot of fun so i i am having a lot of fun with super meat boy forever i think it's a really neat um short game and i but you have to be into challenging platformers to in, to enjoy this game um, the checkpointing really helps and makes finishing those levels a lot uh, easier. And you can finish the levels in a certain time and you can collect the little, you know, soothers for Nugget to unlock more characters to play as. <laughs> um, but I've played this all holidays and I think I've unlocked like one alternate level by beating like the par time. Those par times are impossible. Like, I, I don't know <laughs> how anyone... Uh, can do that but again the checkpointing is really good because it even the checkpointing affects your um, your time your par so if you if you're going through it'll actually tell you as you finish a checkpoint you're like two seconds behind par you're two seconds ahead uh, of par time and it doesn't impact your time when you die it resets it back to that checkpoint so if you were plus two minus two or whatever before you died and you die you'll go back to that point like it doesn't it's not constantly ticking as you're dying. It always resets to that checkpoint. So if you're trying to beat a specific time, you know when you're not going to make it or or whatever when you're like 30 seconds behind because it took you forever to make that one jump, right? So you mm-hmm. just have to start the whole level over. But yeah, it's um it's been a lot of fun. And again, like I think the levels are good uh, if if you're if you're trying to you know not play something too complex. But the bosses are going to require some patience some pattern recognition and a little bit of uh, of luck but the bosses will probably frustrate you they they frustrated me but i was able to get through them except for this last one i'm <laughs> i'm pretty close but uh my brain You'll just get can- it i know i'll get it my brain just can't seem to handle like i finally get through like i spend an hour memorizing the first sort of pattern and then it completely switches it up so that's why i think it's the final boss because it's the first boss that's really had uh multiple patterns to deal with so mm. We'll get there. But yeah, I um, recommend it. Honestly, how is Nugget this cute? What yeah. the hell? Yeah. I, I, you know what? Like, uh, what? I'm not going to explain myself, but when you put, you know, meat and, and band-aids together, it does not equal that. So somehow they. Uh, so freaking adorable. I don't even know who thought of that. And, and, um, and again, like when you see, like they have all these really great animated cutscenes and uh nugget they just they use nugget to uh to all all nuggets potential and it's it's fantastic (laughs) um there's this like there's these like woodland creatures that are kind of following you around for some reason they're upset at dr fetus because he like ruined their habitat and like there's a little side story there that's really interesting and it's it's super cute and funny and adorable and um dr fetus is is a it's a bad He's a bad caretaker. I'll just say that because every time you try to rescue Nugget, he like he like punches Nugget or uses a baseball. It's really Aww. it's really bad. Like I don't, he did that in the first one too. He was a little rough <laughs> with, and he he uh, he continues that here. Every time you try to save Nugget, he he has some sort of um, sort of animation where he he takes Nugget away, and 
um let's just say he's 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 not gentle and <laughs> he should Aww, he should nugget. be nicer to nugget but don't worry nugget nugget gets nugget gets her licks in too don't worry yeah okay good <laughs> uh did you want to talk about cyberpunk before we we head on or are you good i i'm gonna save cyberpunk for next week because but because i will okay. say this i have played a lot of cyberpunk and i i am enjoying my time with it so I will save it for next week because I also I said this on the mini is like, I don't want I don't I want to have a conversation about cyberpunk where I don't start it with outside of all the bugs and all the news and yeah. all that, you know. So next week we'll talk about it. I'll, I'll I think I'm like really close to finishing it. So, uh, yeah, I'll talk okay, about good. it. Next week. Yeah, that'll be good. All right. We'll talk about it next week then. Uh, if you guys would like to hear the mini that Ryan was just talking about, you can head on over to patreon.com slash the gamers in to support the show like Dominic did. Thank you so much for supporting the gamers in again. You can head on over to patreon.com slash the gamers in if you'd like to support the show. Now we're going to talk about all the games that are coming in 2021 that we are stoked about. And there's a lot now. I'm not sure if this is because of like things delayed in 2020 or just like games that are hoping to come out in 2021, but might get pushed to 2022. But there seems like a lot. Maybe I say this every year. I don't know, but <laughs> I it mean, seems like there's a lot a long coming. Time. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of like big things that I'm excited to play coming in 2021. And going back and looking through 2020, I was like, there wasn't really, it didn't seem like there was this much. Like there, there just seems to be a lot of like big, like what I would call like at least double A, if not triple A things that are coming out. So, I mean, like I'm, and I guess some of them I'm kind of, um, a little on the fence about maybe like I'm intrigued, but I'll wait for reviews type of thing, which, um, medium is like the one that's coming first. So it's coming at the end of the month, end of January. And this is the one um, I think we saw it and we talked about it for I think it was first revealed at E3. It's the horror game where um, and it's a next gen uh, Xbox title and you kind of like flip between these like two worlds. So you're like in the real world, but also you can see the spirit world and like doing things in one will impact the other. But then obviously it's also a horror game. Um and yeah, like I, I think that it looks interesting and I'm I'm kind of stoked about it. Yeah, the medium um, is uh, it's actually. Yeah, it's going to be PC, Xbox Series XS. I thought it was an Xbox one or an Xbox one title as well. So it's it is a next gen exclusive um, and will be on Game Pass day one. So this yes. is a, another one of those that um, I might I might I'm gonna have to remember, yeah, not to uh, pre-order because I already have Game Pass. So I need to remember that. But exactly. yeah, I'm gonna be checking this out on the Series X. Um, and yeah, it it just it looks really intriguing and kind of creepy. And I hope that it's like interesting, creepy, and not just like horror, scary, creepy. Like more along the lines of like Little Hope than just like in your face. Oh, I'm scary. <laughs> yeah, because that's how scary ghosts sound. <laughs> Yeah, and this is not this is not the uh, the other horror game that was announced during the uh, Microsoft showcase that had all the the weird phallic looking alien things. This is the more <laughs> normal one, more Silent Hill esque. Um, yeah, it does. Well, look it has cool. the composer, right? It has oh, the yeah. Silent Hill composer uh, working on it as well. So I'm sure it's going to be uh, it's going to be very atmospheric. I I imagine. <laughs> and like I said, it comes out at the end of the month, so that's one of the first ones that I'm really looking forward to and we're going to be talking about soon. And then, I mean, I know you're stoked about this next one, which is coming halfway through February. Uh, the Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury is coming out then. And I mean, you just talked about how the Switch is the greatest thing <laughs> ever because things just work. So I'm assuming that you're stoked about this. I don't know where old man Murphy sort of... Uh... <laughs> like, yeah, he, it's like 2021 happened and all of a sudden you're 80. <laughs> I... I, I just love simplicity. It's great. Um, and maybe it's just because I've I have been embracing the the Switch's best, you know, ability, which is to move from the TV to handheld. I've been playing a lot of games on handheld lately. And uh, yeah, Super Mario 3D World is a is another one of those Wii U games that nobody played. Um, and I'm glad people are going to be able to play it because it's one of the best uh, Mario games that you can Mario platformers. Uh, Cat Mario. I mean, come on. Cat Mario. So 
I can't wait to play this again. I will. I haven't purchased every, um, you know, Wii U game that got rebooted on the or you know ported to the Wii U. But with Bowser's Fury being like a new sort of an all new expansion added onto the game, it it makes it a little more uh, appealing. Uh, to pick this one up again, and I, and I think the kids will. Ryan really acting like he's not gonna buy a Nintendo game. Ah, <laughs> uh, come on! I didn't pick up Pikmin Three. I, I I have my limits. Like I played a lot of Pikmin Three on the Wii U, and they did a Switch version, and there just wasn't enough there. Like maybe if it goes on sale, like down down the road, I might pick it up. But <laughs> this this is Mario. The kids dig Mario. Um, it might even be an opportunity to hook up a couple extra controllers because it's four player co op. Um. I'll, I'll i'll probably be carrying them but uh maybe we'll get to a point where they all they're all able to kind of keep up but I, i'm i'm really looking forward to this one i, I want to know how how big that expansion is bowser's fury i i hope it's substantial for sure it, it looks cool though i can't wait to play this game again yeah and i'm i'm really looking forward to playing it because it'll be my first time because we didn't do uh much matt technically owned a wii u but by the time we moved in together it was you know kind of end of the generation so um yeah like i i never really played it so i'm looking forward to getting in there um what do you think about death loop because that's the next one on my on my list of like standouts is this is the one where you're like an assassin but you other people like come into your game i think like so there's like oh, i'm trying to remember exactly in the like in the trailer but it's like you look like you're playing through as one character and there's like this sniper way off in the distance but then like later it looks like you're playing as as the sniper like i don't know it looks weird and cool <laughs> kind of but it's like these two assassins like locked in this battle <laughs> Yeah, I um I haven't been able to click with Arcane games lately and uh I think Deathloop looks interesting. I like I love the way Arcane is able to like do something new with a new IP like they did with I guess Prey isn't a new IP. That's a complicated one, but like they did something really <laughs> cool and new. I guess they borrowed they borrowed or used the name from from Prey, but um and maybe there was a deeper connection, I don't know, but I I really think Deathloop looks like it could be a really interesting experience. Um, that one is console exclusive to the PS5, even though it is technically owned by Microsoft. Uh, there was a previous deal before Bethesda was purchased, um, but uh, will be on PC. And but then, it's yeah, it's coming to PC. Yeah. So yeah, but I, I'm I'm interested. It looks really cool, and uh, from a first person perspective, like from a pers- first person shooter perspective, I think you need to do something new because you can't just make this is the call of duty in space. This is the call of duty with space Marines and blah, 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 blah. You gotta gotta do something new. And I think they really have a unique sort of take on the first person shooter genre here. Uh, And then uh, we also have, speaking of shooters, far cry six is coming out next year. Uh, So this is the one with uh, Giancarlo Esposito, the guy from breaking bad and Mandalorian and a whole bunch of everything else. The one thing, like, I do really enjoy him, but I will say he feels like he plays the same character a lot. (laughs) Like, I think he's kind of, like, typecast as the, like, very intelligent, overbearing, kind of, like, smooth-talking, but thinks you're an insect type of uh, bad guy. (laughs) Yeah, I I would... I would really like to see him sort of play against that type. Uh, I mean, in a video game, it makes sense for him to be the villain. I think this is the the biggest actor we've seen in a Far Cry game. And I know they've tried to, like, bring in, um, you know, more uh, nuanced performances. And I think it'll be really interesting to see if they bring the Giancarlo, you know, into the video game world. Because, again, when, when, he was cat, when he was in Breaking Bad and then again in Better Call Saul you you feel that uh you feel his presence the mandalorian i mean he's literally like the darth vader of that series right so yeah. you feel his <laughs> presence and um yeah i i kind of want to see how that translates to a video game so i'm i'm interested from that aspect uh far cry it, again is another one of those open world ubisoft games that is just massive uh i i i've not been able to get into one 
in a while. I think Far Cry 3 I beat. Then like Far Cry 4, Primal, and 5, and whatever other, and New Hope were all ones I, I tried and bounced off of. And it's just, I... Which is really funny because those are the ones I kind of latched on to. I mean, I didn't really play very much of them like previously. And then Primal came out and I was like, oh, this is neat. And then after Primal... I mean, I, I really liked uh, Far Cry 5. I got pretty far into that. And then the new uh, whatever it's called uh, that you just said, and I'm blanking on for some reason. Uh, new Hope. Um, it was like the new hope. Yeah, it was a the, direct a, sequel to 5. but Yeah, but it was like smaller. <laughs> yeah, which I do appreciate those ones. It's I, I think the sort of smaller expansions um, that use the same map, but, but with a twist are really interesting because yeah. it, it gives you that formula, but in a smaller scale. And I wonder if that's what I need to do, like apply my iPhone purchasing practices to Far Cry games and, and get the S version, you know? Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not quite the same, but yeah, you, you I understand. Mean, like, yeah, I, I really enjoyed Far Cry 5. Um, it's the probably, like I never finished Primal, but I finished 5 and it was it was good. I, I quite enjoyed it. And I think that, um, I, like I'm, I'm on the fence, honestly, about 6. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. I think it's the kind of thing I'm going to have to wait for reviews on. Um, mm. There, yeah, it's just, yeah, I'm I'm on the fence about it, but I think it's the next installment in Far Cry, right? So deserves a mention. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I need to know if it's, like, the Far Cry games have really been doing, they've followed a formula, you know, with three, yeah. four, and five, and I want to see if six is another one of those or if they try to mix things up. So I, I really want to see some new stuff from the franchise for sure. Uh, and then there is obviously, and I don't think we need to go into this one too, too much, but um, the mass effect legendary edition is coming next year as well, that I'm excited to get back into some of those games because obviously we are big mass effect fans here at the gamers Inn, So I think um, that I'm going to at least uh, take a look at. I, I do want a Mass Effect game that will play well on the hardware that I have now. Uh, I just hope that there are some uh, just like little small updates and tweaks uh, that maybe take advantage of some of the lessons they've learned in terms of, I don't know, vehicle controls. <laughs> but we'll have to see because like it's it's um they're remasters right not remakes and we've kind of seen the gamut in terms of like what a game actually looks like when it's remastered we've seen things that like literally it's just new textures all the way through to like i said making little changes to mechanics and stuff and and taking advantage of the, some of the things that they've learned and you know it's not a remake but maybe it'll be on the little bit more work end of the spectrum hopefully fingers crossed <laughs> yeah i think some of the sort of press releases have said like they they want to bring the enhancements uh from two and three across the board because yeah. one really had some rough control issues and um a lot of people had that's issues kind with of, the that's all i well. want yeah yeah that's that's what i want is just for you know the the earlier game in the franchise to to get a little bit of love in terms of um just how it plays like not changing the story, not changing the fights or mechanics or anything, just how you interface with the game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, going to wait for reviews, but yes, uh, yeah, same, um, same. <laughs> I, Definitely. I, I think I'll also wait on this one to see sort of what next gen console I pick up first uh, and or which one I pick up in 2021 and then get this game for that platform, because it does say like it's going to run in 4K on compatible platforms like PS4 Pro and Xbox One X, but it's going to have like targeted enhancements for the next gen consoles. And I think Mass Effect was always a it was an Xbox game for me. It was a console game. So I I do want to I, I know I'll play more of it if it's on the console um, as opposed to uh, the PC. But um, yeah, like I cannot wait to. I'm not kidding myself. I'm not going to be able to finish it all, but uh, I'm looking forward to revisiting those games, especially yes, one. Yeah. <laughs> I loved one. Like it was, it was quirky. It had issues, but I remember playing a crap game. I never got through it. Oh no. I never got through it. Cause I came to it uh, in Mass Effect 2. Yeah. So like Mass Effect 2, I played through the like, Hey, what choices would you have made if you played Mass Effect 1? And then 
I played Mass Effect 2 and I was like, oh, I re actually really enjoyed this. And then uh, so I ended up picking up Mass Effect 1, but then like hitting some walls with some controls and stuff and only getting probably about halfway through. And then I was like, eh, I know where this is going anyways. Like, I know what happened. So I'm just going to go through and, and you know, play two and three and, and whatever. So um, Mass Effect is one that I actually never played the ending of the first game. So that's, I think, why I'm looking forward to this so much and, and hoping that they make some of those changes so that I'll have kind of a better experience when I pick up the Legendary Edition. Again, waiting for reviews and, and seeing what that's actually like. <laughs> yeah. Um, this next one that I want to talk about totally flew under my radar and I did not know it was coming, but I will throw money at this franchise anytime it ever shows up anywhere. But uh, apparently... Lord of the Rings Gollum edition is coming out and it is telling a new story within Tolkien's universe staying uh, like um, basically like faithful to the source material in doing a previously untold Gollum narrative. I'm like, I'm in. And apparently it's mostly a non-combat game. So like lots of like stealth and like platforming and stuff. And I'm here for it. Yes, please. Anything. I like anything Middle Earth, anything Lord of the Rings, I will throw money at. <laughs> yeah. My my big thing for the Gollum game is it looks um I want I haven't seen it running, but I I kind of it looks a little plasticky like the characters like they've gone for an interesting style. Um and if you look at look at it, it's it's unique. I've not seen anything quite like it, but it looks very um sort of uh I don't know, plasticky is what comes to mind. Not in a bad way. Just it just kind of looks different. So I I can't wait. Now do they are they doing the Smeagol voice? Like they 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 obviously don't have um what's this guy? The guy who plays all Andy the Andy Circus? Yeah. <laughs> Andy Circus. <laughs> Thank you for jumping in there. That could have been bad. Yep. <laughs> um it's uh so do they have him back or do they have his voice cuz I know uh Liam uh the guy who does the the guy the blade Illidan. <laughs> he did <laughs> The guy with the blades, you know, uh, Illidan's voice actor. He he did a lot of Gollum, I think, in the um, Shadow of War games. Mm -hmm. I wonder, I wonder if they got him back, or they got Andy, Sir, or if they're even going that route. Maybe they give Gollum. I a don't different know. Voice. I mean, yeah, he's he's pretty iconic at this point, right? And there there have been some pretty big names that have have played him. So, uh, and I mean, it just like Lord of the Rings being brought into that style of like pop culture you know like the fact that they made a movie that they're making video games like he's not just a character on a page anymore um yeah like i don't know what they're gonna do but i don't know no, i think we'll it's see. gonna be interesting though i'm i'm excited <laughs> more lord of the rings content is yeah great. exactly exactly uh and then obviously you guys know i'm stoked about horizon forbidden west and that is again i don't think it's something we really have to talk about right now because uh as far as we know that's still coming in 2021 and uh that's gonna be my playstation 5 purchase time i'm really excited about it but yeah like we don't need to go heavy into that one <laughs> mm. yeah yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to that one as well. Probably going to be uh, my PS5 purchase as well. Yeah. Uh, and then Ghostwire Tokyo. Now, this one, I think, maybe is the one that you were thinking of when we were first talking about Medium. Uh, no. There's another one that has, like, the, um, is it, who's the alien guy, the H.G. Geiger stuff? It's, like, very sort of it, anyways it's not that one but but it, oh okay <laughs> this one this one is also one of those like really creepy sort of um possession type games it looks like but i i don't know a lot about it i know the the trailers were really weird and interesting but um yeah the only thing I, and this is another one that i'm probably gonna wait on some more gameplay uh some more reviews and stuff because uh my thing was they seem to show many different areas of Tokyo in the reveals, but the enemies were pretty repetitive. So that's the only thing is like, I don't want to have to go through a whole big open Tokyo game and have to face off against the same, like three or four enemies over and over and over and over and over and over again. Um, so yeah, basically the, the premise of this one is just that Tokyo is overrun by the supernatural and you have a whole bunch of like spectral abilities and stuff that you can use against the uh, the evil supernatural beings. So uh, very like seems like open worldy and 
and and kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I uh, it it doesn't seem to be. I I gotta know more about it. It doesn't really feel yeah. like my jam, but it looks really interesting. And it's another uh, one of those PlayStation Five um, PC crossover things too. So you don't necessarily have to. Again, depending on when Horizon comes out, uh, <laughs> may or may that will kind of dictate which uh, which platform I'm going to be playing this one on. But I, I definitely think I'm going to check it out. I think 2021 is going to be a big year for PlayStation Five. I I have a feeling they will hit a majority of their targets, and they've got a lot of big games that they're targeting for 2021. I mean, horizon was one of them. Um, another one that's coming, that should be actually getting a release date at some point this month, uh, in the first half of 2021, which is ratchet and clank rift apart. I love the ratchet and clank games. I don't, I think this will be one that I absolutely play when I get around to buying a PS five. I don't know if it's going to push me to buy it early, but we'll see. Um, another one is like God of war. Ragnarok is supposed to be coming out in 20 they're targeting 2021 as well i could probably see that one slipping just because it is a huge huge sequel and and is not probably probably not as far along as uh as as some of those other ones like it came out i think yeah. the year after horizon maybe the couple years after um, yeah horizon was definitely uh first yeah for sure it, it's gonna be a big year i think the PlayStation five is going to, is going to get a lot of exclusive first party games this year. And I think that's where Microsoft is going to, is going to struggle. Cause again, on this whole list in terms of like first party exclusive platform games for, for Xbox, you really, you've really only got halo infinite. And the reason it's coming out in 2021 is because it was delayed. So yeah, <laughs> uh, I am looking forward to halo infinite. I, I I'm surprised that it got delayed to the fall. That's a huge, huge jump from it's almost a year, basically uh, yeah. delay. So, but I am and I'm medium. excited. The the medium as well is the is the Series X PC um, exclusive. Yeah, no, that's true. I I just wonder, like you look at some of the you know Horizon, God of War. I Ratchet mean, yeah, Clank, it's like, it's not Halo, right? Like, <laughs> it's or nice. maybe it is. Who knows? Maybe I'm not trying to disparage the game. I think it looks great, and it'll probably be a lot of fun. I'd, it's just when you look at sort of top tier experiences for mass consumers, like you're looking at the Halos, the God of Wars of yeah, world and, horror games aren't always that. <laughs> yeah, so again, fun, great game, but um, from a mass consumer appeal, like it's it's going to be a tough year for Microsoft if they, or maybe they'll be fine with just selling a bunch of Game Pass. I mean, that's cool too. So. I just want yeah. everyone to succeed so we can just get more games. That's kind of where right? I'm coming from. <laughs> uh, and there's a couple more on my list. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy, uh, very much in the vein of Lord of the Rings. I pretty much will go in for anything Harry Potter. Uh, Resident Evil, I'm sure you're probably stoked about. That that village game is coming out soon. That's <laughs> Is it eight? Yeah, I couldn't finish seven. It was too scary. Okay. So yeah, eight... that's what I'm like. Eight looks so interesting, but also I know I've never actually played a Resident Evil game because they're too scary. So I'm wondering if that's more of a I watch someone else push the buttons on Twitch type of game. But I'm going to check it out, though, at least because it does look like my kind of creepy witchy fun. Yeah, eight looks a little more. I don't want to say open world, but a little more open. Then seven was seven was very much stuck to sort of enclosed environments. Uh, the the stuff I, I got pretty far, but a lot of it was a lot of like enclosed areas. And I think that's where eight kind of shows off um, sort of maybe less scarier areas where it's a little larger, similar to the other action paced uh, Resident Evil games where it was like you had the room and sort of the weapons to deal with with the enemies. Uh, seven was yeah. not quite like that. You were seven was like claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the two and three remake they did like that was sort of more old school Resident Evil. Like I was able to finish those no pro- no problem. They weren't, I, you know, there was jump scares, but they weren't as scary as sort of a first person perspective, you know, uh, Resident Evil game. So yeah. yeah, I'm I'm looking for and eight looks to have werewolves. So I'm back in. <laughs> well i mean you can't have werewolves without having vampires right and uh oh. vampire the masquerade bloodlines 2 is coming this year i don't know if you played uh the first one but this is a much anticipated sequel yeah i've never played the first one um 
I, I, should I be looking at this one, uh, this game? I, I mean, I know a lot of people are excited by it, but uh, I don't know there a whole is, lot about like, it. There's a lot, a lot of hype. So I just kind of like dipped my toe into the first one in like 2004, I want to say, like super, super, super early. Um, and I mean, I, I liked it fine. <laughs> I'm, but I'm like, I'm looking forward to, because I never really got into the first one, but everyone's so psyched for the sequel. I'm kind of like, maybe this is the time where I jump into the universe, like head first sort of thing. So I, I'm going to be keeping my eye on this one as well. Cause everyone's just so excited. It's like, it's literally like 20 years in the making at this point. <laughs> I, I feel like uh, when you look at what cyberpunk was and it's like, oh, man, we're finally getting another huge open world RPG in a cyberpunk fashion. Like this is this is this is what we're getting with vampires now. We're getting a huge open world, customize your vampire type thing. Um, and I, I hope it lives up. I know it's been delayed a couple times just to kind of get the the feel right. So I hope it comes mm -hmm. out and. And meets a lot of the fans' expectations because this is a huge sequel. Like you said, it's decades sort of in the waiting, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I hope it's great. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I think uh, this the sequel is one that I'm definitely going to dive into. I think reviews be damned. I just it's like the hype's getting to me in a really good way. I think so. And I mean, yeah, I I like vampires. Vampires are very much up my alley. So. Uh, overall, I mean, we've got a lot coming in 2021 and, uh, I look forward to in just a couple of weeks, we're going to be diving into the first one with the medium. So yeah, um, yeah, only a couple more weeks and then new games, guys. I'm excited. I'm excited. Hopefully I finished Valhalla by then. <laughs> I hope so. I, I won't have finished Valhalla by then. It's you want to finish everything in Valhalla, but yeah, yeah. Maybe if I, if I focus and stop getting <laughs> distracted by side quests and things if i just focus on the main storyline maybe i can get through bahala i'll have to let you guys know but that's going to do it for us this week if you want to join into the conversation and let us know what you're excited about for 2021 head on over to bit.ly slash tgi discord we are in there all week long when we're not recording the show so do go and hit us up over there you can also follow us on twitter you can find me jocelyn at joss plays brian is at our murphy and don't forget to follow the show at the gamers in Thanks for staying at the Gamers Inn. And remember, tune in next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. <laughs>